Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 121 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Today, I'm talking to Dharma Kelleher, who's rad. Uh, She's my new best friend, and I love her, and you are going to love her too. She's warm and witty and wonderful, and um, she's just all things great. So hold tight for that interview. It's going to be awesome. And what's going on around here? Um, In health news, I'm, I'm doing all the things right. And I have to tell you that with this new diagnosis of prediabetes, woohoo, and um, triglycerides that were that of a pork rind, uh, literally my triglycerides came back at 758. I got them retested. Um, they are half that. I really think that a person with 758 triglycerides would be dead. My doctor sounded terrified. So I got them, got them tested there in the 400s. Um, still very high, but that is congenital in my family. When I, when I was a 22 year old runner, I had triglycerides that were 400. So I'm less concerned. Um, but the pre-diabetic thing has me eating good. And I have to say that eating well and eating lots of protein, um, you're just not as hungry. So let's face the fact that I don't drink anymore. I don't eat sugar anymore. I don't even want to eat that much anymore. I have a lot more time than I used to have. Um, am I spending it writing? No, I'm spending it reading. I have also, in the last week, accidentally gotten eight books from the library. Usually I try to keep it at one or two, but everything that I wanted, everything I was on the list for at the library, all became available. So I have this delicious problem of... Uh, wanting to read every minute of the day. And I kind of let myself do that today. Um, I, I am reading a book called The Forgotten Hours by Katrin Schumann, which I'm loving. And I actually interview her next week. So you'll hear from her next week, but I can't put it down. And I, <laughs> it's not even a library book. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm really kind of feeling that feeling right now um, that I'm in a reading spot. I'm also revising the collection of essays called Replenish. Uh, so that I can get those out the door to my agent. Um, but I'm filling the well right now as I'm thinking about this thriller that I'm going to write next. Uh, speaking of that thriller that I'm going to write next, I am going to tell you about a thing I'm doing. I'm only going to tell you once, um, because the class is already full enough that I'm going to run it. But if there's anybody listening who wants to write a book from March 1st, to May 31st, I'm offering a masterclass. The cool thing, uh, it's called 90 Days to Done. Um, it's designed to take you from no idea to completed first draft in those three months, uh, March, April, May of this year, 2019. So it starts in two weeks. Um, I'm also going to be writing the first draft of my thriller during that time. So it's going to be no more than 12 of us uh, writing together a private Slack channel and a weekly meeting um, in which I talk to you all, but also we all talk to each other. It's a, it's a mastermind masterclass. So at least once during the quote unquote semester, everyone will have a chance on the hot seat where you bring your particular problem and everybody throws their brain power at it to fix it. Um, I've been in masterminds before and it is amazing. The problem that you've been beating your head against 
is solved by somebody you never expected to say by the by them saying one thing that breaks it loose in your head. Um, and we're going to be going over story structure and how to get the work done. And most of all, it's a place of accountability. Um, and like I said, this is the only time I'm going to mention it. I will not uh, shill it any further. It's just something I'm super excited about. If you're interested, you can look at it at rachelherron.com slash 90 days to done. The number's 90, nine zero days to done. Um, it is $3.99 a month for those three months, or you can pay in advance for $1,099. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm really, really excited about it. Um, but I don't like shilling too much on the show. So I'm done talking about that. But I'm loving thinking about getting my hands in some first draft words. And I paused as I said that because I can't believe I just said that. You know that I hate first drafts. Yeek. But the idea of doing it with other people and struggling through it with other people, it's like a mini NaNoWriMo over three months. So um, I kind of can't wait. What else is going on? Uh, so many, so many things, so many little good things that I'm just trucking along. I, uh, let's go woo woo for one minute. Okay. I'm going to go woo woo. Have you ever heard of meta meditation? Um, you may have heard it called loving kindness. I am super into it y'all. And I do it when I'm driving, which is probably anti every Buddhist idea ever. Um, but I heard Jack Hornfield say that sometimes he just walks down the street wishing people loving kindness. And I'm like, I can do that in my car. So in the morning, I drive and I, this is how you do it. This is how I do it. I think you should probably doing do it while you're meditating, but yeah, whatever. Um, you think of a person that you love and you wish them love and happiness and peace and all good things and health and everything that you want for them. You surround them in your mind with that. And then you think of somebody you are neutral about, the guy at the grocery store or the person in the car who is right next to you on the freeway. And in your mind, you just wish them all those good things. And then you think about someone that you're not happy about, perhaps you don't like, perhaps um, you're struggling with, and you wish them that. There's a particular person in my life who I would like to um, make some reconciliation with. So I am dealing with that person. And dude, it's working. Every day I think about him and wish him this kind of wonderfulness. Um, it's not a family member. It's not even a friend, but it's somebody that I have to deal with. Um, and it's working. My heart is like softening. And then the last person you think about loving kindness toward is yourself. And for me, that's the hardest person, of course, um, might be for you too. And this takes five minutes while I'm driving, maybe 10 if I get, you know, if I actually have to pay attention to the road, like I did this morning in the rain. Um, but the thing, the reason I mention it is that it makes my mood crazy good. Like three cups of coffee, a good night's sleep, and some sugar good. And I'm not having coffee or sugar. Uh, it just makes me feel awesome. It's this weird trickle-down thing. If I do it the first thing in the morning, my day is just better. It doesn't mean that my day won't suck. doesn't mean that I won't find mold under our mattress. I'm still not recovered from that. Um, yes, we had mold under our mattress, on our mattress, in our mattress. For how long? I don't know. It wasn't breathing. It was on top of plastic because apparently we're stupid. But, um, yeah, so now I have a giant, <laughs> we're switching to a king bed. So that's nice. And I bought one of those, 
um, memory foam mattresses on Amazon. We had gotten one before. It's a fantastic mattress. If we had let it breathe, which we didn't, uh, but it comes in this little squished up rolled up ball and you let it sit for 20, 48 or 72 hours and rise. Um, we don't, we can't let it rise in the bedroom right now where we're sleeping on the air mattress because, uh, we don't have the king size frame yet. So the house is in uproar. Um, there was mold in my bed. I can't, I really cannot tell you how much I freaked out. I'm not a freaker outer. I really am not in, in the majority of all situations in life. I'm not going to freak out. Might freak out later, but I'm not going to freak out at that moment. That moment I lost my shit. So, um, but having love and kindness meditation in the, mo- in the morning still kind of makes the day worthwhile. So I'm going to mention it. Google it. Meta, M-E-T-T-A. Um, do it your own way. Don't follow anybody else's rules. We don't do that. We're writers. So <laughs> see, you can hear in my voice. It's like I've had three cups of coffee. Um, so please enjoy this awesome interview with Dharma. Um, I think you really like it. Go check out the masterclass if you're interested in writing a book in the next three months, uh, rachelherron.com, 90 days to done, or you can always email me or hit me on Twitter. And um, that is it, my friends. We'll talk soon. I hope you get your writing done and tell me all about it. I love it when you do. Hey, you're a writer. Did you know that I send out a free weekly email of writing encouragement? Go sign up for it at rachelherron.com slash write. And you'll also get my Stop Stalling and Write PDF with helpful tips you can use today to get some of your own writing done. Okay, now on to the interview. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome Dharma Kelleher to the show. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm glad it's Friday. <laughs> I'm so glad it's Friday as we record this. It's been a long week. You've had that too? Oh, yes. Very long week. <sighs> well, let's take a breath. <laughs> now it's the weekend. We can actually think about doing what we love to do most. Let me give you a little introduction. Um, As one of the few transgender authors in crime fiction, Dharma Kalahar writes gritty novels with a progressive bent, including the Jinx Baloo Bounty Hunter series and the Shea Stevens Outlaw Biker series. Her work has appeared on Shotgun Honey and in the upcoming Murder Go-Go anthology, which I love. I used to be yarn a go-go everywhere in the internet ah. sphere when I was <laughs> more known as a knitter. She's a former journalist and a member of Sisters in Crime and the International Thriller Writers and the Alliance of Independent Authors. She lives in Arizona with her wife and three feline overlords. Is it Kelleher or Kelleher? It is. Okay. It's Kelleher. Kelleher. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Perfect. So welcome to the show. You're a listener of my other podcast, The Writers. I am. Well, I am. And you're a sponsor and you've just always been so awesome in the comments. And then we were connected in this queer crime writers group. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yeah. And I saw your name and recognized and you saw mine and recognized mm-hmm. it. And Absolutely. I realized that we're part of this really very small tribe. I think, yeah, that, I think that all the queer thriller writers might be in there now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so cool to talk to you. And you left just such a, I was just talking to you off air about this lovely comment that you left on the site the other day, just about forgiveness and letting go of things. And you and I share some background in terms of addiction mm-hmm. and recovery. Yes. And mm-hmm. 
So I'm already adopting you as a friend. So welcome to the show. Oh, You're my Yay. new friend. <laughs> but let's talk about writing and let's talk about yes. your process because that's what I love to talk about. Can you tell us what your process is like? When, where, how much? My process is a mess. Yay, my favorite <laughs> kind. It's basically um, very organic, very um, like uh, I'll use, I'm sort of a uh, plotter. And so um, I'll create a an outline, and that might take me, you know, um, may take me a week. It may take me a couple months, or you never know. Yeah. And then, then when I do my rough draft, I usually go for a while following the outline, and all of a sudden, like, oh, wait a bit, that doesn't work. And that, what was I thinking when I came up with the idea for that scene? And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, and I just did this for the work uh, for the for the novel that I'm writing now. And I got like, I'm like, I was like right at 50%. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Or I'll come up with better ideas like, wait, if, what if instead of them being the killer, this other person is the killer? And, <laughs> and so I could shift all the attention on the red herring characters. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, okay, this is what they're doing. Oh, wait, wait a minute over here. That and would I'm work like, really well, I think, in a way. It, it it works well. I mean, it's, like I said, it's kind of, I've learned to go with the flow. And I'm like, you know, I don't stress myself out as far as, like, um, crappy writing. Because I know it's going to be crappy writing. Good. Because, you know, it's like, you know, when you, uh, if you've ever seen, like, animations and you see the kind of the behind the scenes making of, and you see all the, like, the, the, the stick figure kind of things that they start off with and all that, I'm like, well, that's not doesn't look like the finished product. Of course not. It's it's a basic structure that you're working with, and then you refine it and you shape it and you move things around. And you know, I mean, because uh, it's so easy to get caught up in that writer's block. That's like, oh, this is crap. I can't do this. And I'm like, let it be crap. Let it be crap. I honestly think that is one of the hardest things to learn. I know. I, I really is. once you do learn it and accept it and thank God for NaNoWriMo, which has taught it to a oh, lot of yeah. people. But oh, once yeah. you do learn it, you never have to look back. Like then you know, oh every but my favorite writer's first draft is absolute crap. Absolute crap. But 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 actually accepting that for yourself, especially a lot of us are type A. I always thought, well, everyone else's first drafts are crap, but mine, of course, will be perfect. Be, yeah, which is yeah. which is why it took me so many years to actually write finish a first draft of anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now where do you write? Do you write at home? Do you go out to the cafe? I... I write wherever I can. Um, I've got a I've got a little tablet with a little uh, Bluetooth keyboard. So um, wherever nice. I am, if I've got time and enough quiet that I can start writing, then I will do that. If I've got um, like uh, dialogue or something going on in the background, I can't do that. I have to zone it no out. Yeah. You know, either with headphones and music or. Uh, rainfall or whatever, something like that to drown it out. And then I can, but I'll write in just about anywhere. Um, so if I, if I get a little bit of uh, time at work or something, you know, I'll do it there. If I, you know, at home, I try to do a lot at home. Um, sometimes first things in the morning, sometimes at night, a lot on the weekends because mm -hmm. I still have the day job. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, just whenever, um, and, Right now, I've got a, a, a editorial deadline looming, so like, just push, just push. <laughs> then I, I thank you even more for being here right now when you could be working on your book. <laughs> I know it's just like, oh, 
I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm about two thirds of the way through the rough draft and it's due to the editor at the end of May. And I'm like, Ugh! you've got time. Oh and, my. Plus, you know, goodness. I'm going to, um, uh, left coast crime, uh, into March. Oh, I wish I was going and I could meet oh, you in I know. person. I know. Is it that in Portland been... this year? Is it? No, it's Vancouver. Oh, that's right. I knew it was in an awesome yeah. place. Yeah. Canadia. I, I almost went. I love Canadia. <laughs> I, I've got I've got some really great friends in in Vancouver anyway, oh. so and I'm you know I, I love Canada um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to it. A little nervous. Um, um, I'm on some panels with some really amazing people. They're like everybody's award winning except for me. I'm like, Ooh. just <laughs> rub elbows with them a little bit. Maybe it'll rub yeah, a like, little little they, bit of yeah, the shiny will rub off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm on there with, uh, let's say I'm on one panel with uh, Kelly Garrett, uh, nice. who won an Agatha for Hollywood Homicide, I think. And I think she's up for another one for Hollywood Ending. So, I mean, she's a fabulous and there's so many different people. Uh, and I'm like, oh, they invited me to be on this panel too. Okay. So great. I love that. Oh gosh, I wish I was going to be there. Oh, are you going to Thriller Fest? Uh, no, I'm yeah. not. I mean, I, you know, I'm just now getting back into going to the writers conventions and um, cause it's, it's, I'm, I'm a homebody. I really am. Me too. I'm, and they're expensive. Uh, they're so they expensive. Are. And I'm, I, you know, I don't make a lot at my job. And so I'm like, okay, we'll just save it up and I'll pay this part. You know, I'll pay the, the um, conference fees first and then I'll, I'll pay for the hotel or you know, I'll pay for the flight in you know, a few months later and then mm-hmm. pay I'm just, if I can space it out, you know, but you know, there's just so many expenses. I'm like, ah. In order to save money this year, I'm just not going to any of them. That's, yeah. It's just, yeah. I just, I'm just biting that bullet. And yeah, so I understand. What is your biggest challenge when it comes to writing? <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't normally get into like, oh. Uh, yes, if, if anybody's watching on YouTube, I've got Dozy on my lap now because she's begging and she's going to bark if I don't. Oh. Go on. Biggest challenge. <laughs> biggest challenge, you know, um, I, I, my writing, ten, my style tends to be very literary. I don't, you know, I, I read these descriptions that other authors have like, wow, that's so amazing and everything like that. It's like, why can't I do that? I'm like, what are words? Like, <laughs> chair with this I'm like, what's uh, armchair oh wing back I, I can't think of words and like I was I don't I was reading something today I forget what it was and it just the writing was just so beautiful um and I I'm like wow I love that phrase I don't even remember what the phrase was but it's just mm-hmm. like I can't I can't imagine myself using that phrase because I just wouldn't have thought of it so I'm like I I want to be a l- not literary in a um like you know real literary mm-hmm. genre but more of that style in terms of beautiful description beautiful writing i get that because, way about analogies some people can spin analogies yeah, exactly. in a way i i just don't think in analogies mm-hmm. and I, yeah. i'm always jealous when i see beautiful ones and that's exactly what i'm saying i'm yeah. just i'm i just like wow i, I so I mean, in my I feel my writing is very pulpy, you know, very heck but, yeah, that's you know, commercial and saleable. It is, it is, and so. and useful. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's what drives pace too. So what is what is your biggest joy when it comes to writing? You know, I think more than anything else, um, representing my community uh, as a as a trans woman. Oh, how wonderful! Yeah, because you know there is no trans crime fiction. Yeah. 
There, yeah. there are a few, a few other authors. Um, Renee James wrote uh, three or four novels. Um, and uh, Laurie Rockenbeck, who is going to be at Left Coast Crime, has written a couple of novels uh, that feature a trans uh, main character. And um, uh, but just a few. And uh, I'm I'm just like committed for the long haul because I, you know, I, I kept reading these novels and I'm like, I'm like so many of character, uh, some of the novels with uh, trans characters. Well, it's like they're the victim or it's like yeah, this yeah, coming yeah. out story or a transition mm-hmm. story or romance or erotic cars. I mean, as opposed about, to a story, as opposed to a story yeah. isn't centered around them being yeah. trans. It's just, that's just part of who they are, you yeah. know? So I, I figured I, you know, I want a character, a hero that looks like me in a sense, but a stronger, faster, smarter, you know, tougher. <laughs> <laughs> we all write that in our books. Exactly. Oh, Mary Sue, you know, <laughs> gotta love a Mary Sue. <laughs> No, it is. It is what it is. And I, I, I have no shame about it. You know, That's wonderful. It so. Yeah. Excellent. Can you share a craft tip of any sort with us? You know, uh, one of my biggest things is just trusting the process. Um, That's huge. And also very difficult. How did you, what do you mean by that? Expand that. Um, okay. Uh, trusting the process is, is understanding that, um, you know, even something is, quote, simple as uh, writing a novel, which is not simple at all, is very complex. You know, we think, okay, I'll write the opening, introduce the characters, do this, and then I'll have, you know, the rising tension and all this, you know, and it's just like, no, I'm just going to go with my gut and I'm going to write it and it's going to be crappy and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to like, wait. It's like, Oh, I don't, I don't need that character. Or instead of that character, I want this other character. I just, it just gets sloppy. It's very sloppy. And just, you just got to sit down in the slop and let it coat you because that's where all the stuff is. You know, people say, how, how do you invoke the muse? You start writing <laughs> and your muse looks over your shoulder and said, you know, that's kind of crap. Here, let me help you out with that. <laughs> that is exactly how the muse works. One of my it friends, is. one of my friends says about med- meditation. She says, I just, I don't know. I just go sit in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that that's the same thing with writing. We just go sit in the junkyard and we keep picking up enough pieces of metal that eventually we get a jalopy. Yeah. That, exactly. you know, it <laughs> doesn't really run. <laughs> and, and of course, the same idea of it, the trust the process. Uh, I, it's, that's something that I got from my recovery process. Mm. Um, so, um, one of my mentors, um, Kay Grosso, she was always saying, trust the process. I'm like, what process? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying here. I'm in this crazy relationship. What am I doing here? I, I just want to drink. I don't want to feel. I don't want yeah and, uh, yeah. and eventually I finally got, I understood, but I, it's just being able to, it's just being able to sit in it. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, the other day on, on the podcast, you were, um, on that same podcast, uh, talking, with maybe a different episode, talking about, um, the meditation process. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I never heard it described this way, but you said that part of the process is your brain going off on these little monkey mind trips. It's That's part of meditation. Of it is. Meditation doesn't work if you don't get distracted. Exactly. <laughs> I've never thought about that. It was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I know it's part of it, but I didn't realize it was like, that's an essential part it's of it. It's an essential part. Just like writing these 
awful, awful drafts is, exactly. is an essential part. Just like getting completely confused. I'm about to start a new book. And I don't know if you get this, but every time I start a new book, this is also part of the process uh-huh. is that I believe it's going to be easier this time. <laughs> and that is part of my process. And part of my process is getting, you know, about 40,000 words in and going, why didn't I think of a plot before I got this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that's like, you know, it's like we, we get distracted by other ideas. Like, I have this idea, and, and it's, it's hilarious and it's awful, but partially inspired by Piers Anthony and a little bit by know, Michael Connolly's Bosch series. But what it is is all of the characters have these, like, ironic, weird names, like um, an author named Paige Turner. <laughs> <laughs> that is so Piers Anthony. <laughs> is it is, so isn't it? Yeah. But it would be a crime novel, you know. Do it. it. Do it. And, and I'm like, oh God, people are going to hate this. But I'm like, but, and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll, you know, and I'm here I am in the middle of uh, writing the rough draft of third Jinx Blue novel. I need to get it done. I think, well, what if I wrote it? And I'm like, just getting distracted. What if I wrote it as like an episodic serialized fiction? <laughs> and then I could have to, I'm just letting myself go and like, what would the plot be? Oh, that's now I'm back to writing again. I guess I better get back to the Jinx Balloon novel. <laughs> it's that shiny new idea syndrome. It it's is. always it is. better than what we're writing. As soon as I write this new novel, start writing this novel that I'm so about excited about right now, I will have a new idea. And in fact, I have a new idea behind it that's just like lurking. It's gonna push its way in. You know, that's, yeah, that's it's fantastic. A, I, you know, I, I what I'll do is I'll put it down. I've got like some uh, things on Evernote. And I'll put it as like yes. story ideas. Okay. Hey, what if I had a story about this or whatever? So I'm like, okay, whatever. So now it's there. And when I'm done with this, if I need to go back to it, I have it. So I'm not going to lose it. So. Every, every once in a while, I'll, I do the same thing in Evernote. And every once in a while, I'll go through my ideas file. <laughs> and many of them, I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And then I'm like, what the hell? I wasn't <laughs> drinking when I wrote that, but it doesn't make any sense at all. No. <laughs> And it's not interesting. <laughs> I know. It's like, what well, was I thinking? It's like, you know, what is that dog? What is, what is it? <laughs> exactly. Dog parts. The blue dog. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't so, know. <laughs> so when you are with writing friends, when you're hanging mm-hmm. out, um, what is the one subject in writing that you are just always drawn back to? obsessing about for me honestly it's process uh-huh. like that's why i have a yeah. process podcast but what do you go back to i i think it is it's process um just yeah just just getting into the nitty-gritty of it you know um commiserating is like god i hate the you know the, the what was it the great swampy middle uh, yeah you know we're all commiserating about that and it's like that and um uh, dealing with, you know, the whole marketing building platform and all that. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I tend to fall back on. But, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It just, it is the process stuff. That's, that's, that's where I find myself. You know, I have, I had someone say, tell me the other day, well, you must enjoy it. You do it so much. I'm like, I do, but. <laughs> I know it's like hitting your foot with a hammer and it feels so good when you stop. (laughs) I always tell the story of one of my students who came to class and it was the third or fourth week of this memoir class. And she said, um, she said, she was just so upset. She says, I'm, 
I just, I'm realizing I've always thought I was a writer and I'm not a writer because when I sit down to write, I hate it. And I go, congratulations. You're a writer. You're a a real writer. I know. I mean, I mean, after I've like, you know, I'll sit down and I'll write out a scene and everything. And I, my blood pressure must be going through the roof because it's just like, (gasps) 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 okay, words, words. So, do you ever have that when you're done writing for the day? I can't speak English when I'm done writing. Oh yeah, I, it's like there are no you, words. It's like, uh, honey, can you do uh, the the thing with the with the screen? And, and yeah. my wife gets so irritated with me because she she points it out. She's like, you're the one with words. Why can't you use them the way they are meant to be used? They have meaning. <laughs> I don't, you know what I meant. You know what I, I meant. I have enough trouble doing that with when I'm actually writing. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is the best book that you've read recently and why did you love um, it? I think the best book that I've read recently is Sarah Grand's Claire DeWitt and the City of the Dead. Wow. Is that Sarah Grand who wrote um, the elephant book or is it, how do you spell her last name? No, no, yeah, not, not Sarah Gruen. Oh, okay. uh, Sarah Grand. It's like Grand, Grand but without the D. Oh, the okay. End. And what is the book about? The book is about this... <laughs> I, what I loved about it is the main character is a private detective, but she's kind of like a mashup between um, Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> and just kind of a, your generic private eye. I would just because she's uh, she's got kind of this mentor book that she first found when she was a kid. And, you know, how to be a detective or something. But it's just like Yoda, Buddhist, Taoist. But with a little Hunter S. Thompson thrown in that there. That sounds amazing. And and the premise of the book is she uh, she's in uh, New Orleans um, after Katrina, and um, uh, she's trying to uh, uh, solve a murder mystery, find out who uh, what happened to. Uh, th- she's hired by this guy to find his uncle. Yeah, his uncle, and um, uh, it's really. The 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 city um, is really a, one of the main characters oh, of the story that. because just just the way it, she really de- uh, depicts how it affected different people differently, and the way just the whole city operates and it's you know the conflicts between the corrupt government and the people and just everything like that, and and at the same time the beauty of the culture as well talking about. Um, uh, what they call the, the tribes of, uh, black Indians, which not Native American Indians, but these organizations of people that put on these, uh, performances and everything like that, that are just really phenomenal and just really getting into the culture of the city. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. That sounds wonderful. And I love it's- New Orleans. I, I absolutely love it. That's going high to the top of my list. Also going high to the top of my list is your latest book. Why don't you tell us where we can find you and everything about <laughs> you? Tell us about the latest book. Look, isn't that a gorgeous cover? Yeah. Hold it up again I, for the people watching on YouTube. I love this yes. cover. I love this yes. cover. Um, Extreme, Extreme Prejudice. Prejudice. It's, it's the latest uh, Jinx Blue novel. It's available pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if it's not at your local bookstore, you can it can be ordered. Yep. Uh, it's available through Ingram, but it's on Amazon and Kobo. And can be um, ordered oh, from your local library, I always like to point out. It can be ordered through your o- local library. If your library doesn't carry it, tell them and they can order it because it's available through Overdrive and all that uh, stuff. So, yeah. 
And what's it about? It is about uh, uh, Jinx Blue is a bounty hunter. She um, uh, is has been assigned to uh, pick up this guy, and it turns out he is involved with a militant white nationalist organization. Uh, something yeah. I uh, something I love to hate. So yeah, so. I'm right in there. <laughs> and of course, um, the Arizona Phoenix is yeah. really, really there's. There's a lot of Trump supporters here. What a so, great title for it, too. Extreme I, Prejudice. It like, sounds exactly. like a thriller, but it is legit on the nose. Yeah, right? it is. It is. I, I try to do that. I try to have a kind of a little double entendre with the yeah. title. Yeah. Um, and along the way, she uh, discovers that the person who nearly killed her when she was a teenager is back in town and he's also affiliated with this organization. So she's going after two people and things get explosive. Literally. I cannot wait to read it. I am just drowning myself in thriller right now as I'm still approaching this genre and still trying to learn about it. I still find it mm -hmm. difficult. So um, I can't wait to read it. It has yeah. been, Oh, and where can we find you? Um, I'm at darmakelleher.com and that's D H. A R M A K E L L E H E R. I know it's like two weird names, <laughs> but they're but both spelled the way I would spell them if I heard them. Yeah, you know. The, the great yeah. thing about having a weird name is you don't have someone else with the same name. So exactly. <laughs> I'm the only Dharma Kelleher out there anywhere in the world. There's as an, far as I know. There's another young Rachel Heron writer, and I feel is there, yeah. And I and I I own both URLs with the weird spellings, and I always feel guilty. I'm gonna have her on the show someday. I'm gonna track her down. There you go. <laughs> apologize make amends on the air <laughs> yeah um, i'm also on um uh facebook uh at you know facebook slash dharma kelleher um on twitter at zen punk dharma i love that <laughs> i love that handle <laughs> and um i'm on instagram occasionally if i've got so i don't take a lot of pictures so every once in a while i'll take a picture i took a a uh, picture of a cat, my cat, one of my cats uh, jumping into a box that I'd sit down like two seconds before. It's like, boom, oh, the cat traps are working. <laughs> I have cat traps around here. Yeah. <laughs> Open always, the box, boom. They always work. They're, it's amazing, you know? <laughs> but if you buy like a little kitty house, like we bought this. No, they won't go in that. No, no, don't want anything to do with that, but a cardboard box. $150 later. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dharma, it has been such a treat to talk Likewise. to you. I'm so glad to know you, and I cannot wait to meet you in person someday. Someone these days, a thriller fest or somewhere. We'll, we'll do that. Thank you so Absolutely. much for talking to me today. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends. <laughs>